Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome into Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes. Nice slant route. This is a business decision. You know you're going to take a lump. And former linebacker Sean Barber. There's a thing called street justice. You take care of yours. Yeah. You take care of your family, take care of your chicken, take care of your money. <laughs> On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back. Players Only is back in the building. Six o'clock, and it's our time. We got Sean Barber, a.k.a. Barbershop, in the building, and he's on time. Barbershop. Mm-mm, I that, can't I that, can't even get it. Man, that, this game has caught me off. I got I got a couple of Vikings. I thought that Cook was out. Y'all so, just showed me the so, Cook is playing. Hey, you, I'm, I need a timeout. So, I can't. wait. It's on you, Dana. Go ahead. It's on, it's on you. So, last week, you're going to show up late because you got a potty break. Now, this week, week, you're going to be on time, but then press pause. I ain't pressing because pause. You, because you got to finish your fantasy football. Hey, man, I'm like, like uh, you one of them kids that did the homework at the last second, like woke up <laughs> early, early in the morning. Before 8 o'clock to get your homework done, you was one of those kids in, in Richmond, Virginia? Hey, again, I'm not going to lose on this fantasy because... So Priorities, bro. You get it right. Priorities. We got we got Barbershop slacking over here, pressing pause. Julio out doing something. Who knows where he's at? And I am here. I'm Danon Hughes. We are back. Players only back in the building. And we're coming off the fifth straight win Remember, we got the Jay Southland Tow Service text line open, 913-576-7610. If you're new to us, the third segment, we might even get into it in the second segment. We take the times yours, and we give the fans the opportunity to have a voice during this show. But first, in this first quarter, just like every single week during the season, Players Only is brought to you by our friends at U.S. Bank, whatever your passion U.S. Bank can help turn it into your pursuit. So, Barbershop, well, I guess I'm just speaking to the crowd, to the to the listeners. Barbershop's focusing on his phone and his fantasy football. We got to talk this Chiefs-Donkeys win. The Chiefs beat the Broncos last week. And in this first quarter show, we got a recap of that. Um, I want to hear from the fans as well. 913-576-7610. Call in. Text in when Barbershop gets done. Maybe he'll join us. But, 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 no, no, forget it now. I, I'm skipping I'm back, over you. Baby, forget I'm back. it. No, I'm in the no, chair. no, no. Don't put your phone down and your pen down and all that stuff. And now all of a sudden you want to be engaged. It's my time. Thursday You're going to have to wait. Snuck up on me, man. You're going to have to wait. So the Chiefs get a big win against an AFC West air quotes rival. I don't know if you can consider it a rival. I want to say maybe during my time, they were somewhat of a rival, probably more so during your time, Barbershop. They were a big rival. Yes, they were. But if you beat a team 12 consecutive times, I don't know if they're considered a rival. Nevertheless, we have to beat them each and every year, twice a year, to get where we want to get to, and that's to win the AFC West, to put ourselves in a position to be playing deep into January. And in order to do so, you got to win at home, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, and win in your division. So the trifecta happened this past Sunday night on primetime football, 22-9. to I think it was a, a good win. It was a solid win. Was it as pretty as we would have liked? No. But I will say this. We as Chiefs fans have to recognize that we are spoiled. 
We have been spoiled over these last three-plus years based on the production, the star power, the cachet, um, all of the above in regards to what this team has done, the levels that they've gotten to, two consecutive Super Bowls, an AFC championship host, and, and a loss to Tom Brady in overtime. But the greatness was there, and now we're expecting to see that all the time. And I think we have to dial back some of our entertainment, the entertainment side of our mind, and dial back to the wins. And to me, this was a a prototypical, uh, a perfect example of getting a win and getting out. No major injuries. We got a W against a team that had a solid defense and an offense that hadn't made very many bad choices, hadn't made very many uh, ill-advised throws, et cetera, and we made them pay for their errors. This game was somewhat reminiscent of what we saw probably two years ago, not necessarily on the offensive side where we were averaging over 30 points a game, but the defense being opportunistic and putting pressure on opponents. And that's what I see from this defense. And you'd like to say it would be a great story that we went to the bye week, we reevaluated, and this Chiefs team came out with a different kind of MO. But in reality, this started about six weeks ago. This started when we were sub-500, coming off an embarrassing loss in Nashville against the Tennessee Titans, and we had to reevaluate quickly. We didn't have the luxury of a bye week at the time. We had to reevaluate ourselves quickly. And ever since, we've seen a different kind of mindset in regards to this defense specifically, that we're, we're going to force offenses to make plays against us with pressure in their face. We are somewhat predictable at times in our blitzes, but what we're saying is we got confidence on the corners. We got confidence that we are going to get to you before you can make a play. And I thought that was evident throughout the game. Teddy Bridgewater was obviously rattled. He was not comfortable in the pocket. If it wasn't for Javante Williams rushing for over 100 yards, that game would have been over pretty darn quickly. And we got them outside of themselves. They went for it on fourth down a couple of times. They, I mean, there were things that they did. Actually, they went fourth down six times. They were three of six on fourth down. I'm sure that's not necessary. I haven't looked at their, their um, stats for the entire season, but I'm sure that that's not necessarily the case, that they employed that kind of mindset the entire season. But we are back to forcing people outside of their comfort zone and forcing them to do things that they are not accustomed to doing against other teams. And that's where I think we're the best mm. when we make teams do that. Well, I think overall, when thanks I for joining at, us, barbershop <laughs> barbershops in the building. <laughs> what I think when I saw the Broncos, obviously I saw a team that was uh, excited to be like turning the page, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon, it seemed to take a backseat to Javante Williams, which is, man, like his yards after contact, his balance, the way he finished runs, he's going to be a problem. And I said I called him a thorn in the side of uh, Chiefs Nation. He's going to be a problem for years to come. Uh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't find that, that. He reminds me a lot of what we saw with uh, Kareem Hunt, Yeah, uh, what, what he looks like after contact, just like a, a, a pinball um, off of – potential uh, tacklers. So we're going to have to really um, focus on, you know, form tackling and really get after him as a, as a whole. Um, you can't leave him one-on-one, even in the flat, any, anywhere. You just got to gotta realize when he has the ball in, the, in his hand, um, the team really has to swarm and, 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 and hunt him as a pack. Um, obviously, the quarterback position is, um, we, we know what we saw with Teddy Bridgewater, just, just not really comfortable throwing the ball over 20, 25 yards. Um, really more of a, um, you know, just, just private, you know, wants to like improvise and sometimes do things a little bit off, off beat, but m- more so would have loved to just hand the ball off 40 times and only throw it a handful. But our defense just didn't allow that. Um, that one drive, which was a 20-play drive, gave up no points. At that point, I think that was one of the cr- turning points in the game. I yeah. think that, I think that, that crushes a, a, an opponent's uh, – 
just that mindset, the mentality, the physicality, the spirit, um, their spirit. Yeah, all, all of that gets. I, I don't know what to do with myself after twenty plays and walking off the field with zero points. Mm-hmm. That, that that just that's demoralizing, especially when you're backed up on your two yard line and you drive it all the way inside the red zone. Mm. Twenty plays, I believe it was over ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Of game time, and you come away fourth and. You come away with nothing. Yeah, the defense, the Chiefs defense had to feel like, hey, man, we've took their best punch. We took a, we took a few of their best punches, and we're not even staggered. So at that point, it, it was it was it was it was all it was all Chiefs. It was it was certain moments, you know, hey, a first down here, a first down here, and then a late touchdown even make it respect. But that was a, that was a 20, 22 to three ball game mm-hmm. all wrapped up. And like I said, man, people want to see the, the the Chiefs offense explode and get thirty five points. Uh, yes. If, if we had needed to, I think there are some different plays we could have called to take advantage of the Denver Broncos' defense, certain ways they were playing. But then I say, again, why would you showcase a team you're going to play uh, t- twice a year? Why would you show them anything more than you need to? All we want to do is get a win and move on to the next game. And like you said, uh, one of the hidden gems, one of the hidden pluses in that game is that we walk away from the game pretty much healthy. Yeah. Um, and ready to go ahead and go to this next week, which is Raider Week. Yeah, this is a big week. This is a in the midst of a three-game stretch within 12 days. We got the Raiders this Sunday. Then we come back quickly and go out west to L.A. and play the Chargers. Three games in 12 days after a bye week. And all three games against AFC West opponents uh, in a crucial part of the, the season where the worst team in the AFC West is 6-6 six and six, and the best team is 7-4. and four. So you have that dynamic in regards to a tight race to some extent. We'll talk more about the Raiders in the fourth quarter of the show and what we got uh, coming up with them, some of what they're going to bring. Remember, the text line and phone lines are open, 913-576-7610. We're looking to hear from the Chiefs' kingdom because the kingdom was rocking on Sunday night. Uh, I, I saw a clip. I did uh, – a um, segments with KSHB earlier. I do it every Thursday, Danan's data, as well as a highlight that I break down and the Sorensen touchdown. You can see in the stands, the excitement, the fans up standing up the, you know, the noise, the excitement, et cetera. And I love to see that because I believe, and uh, if you've listened to me over the years, or watched on Metro Sports or Spectrum Sports or what have you, I've always said, as a player, and I don't know if this is the same for you, Barbershop, but as a player for the Kansas City Chiefs, I always felt like we were up 7 nothing before we even kicked off because of the energy in the stadium, the fans, the rabid nature of how they were going to attack the opponents, when whether we got the kickoff or whether we were kicking off. That first set of downs for the opponents – is as loud as anybody will ever experience on the football field. And it just continues. We do things during the game. We're getting turnovers. We're getting sacks. Chris Jones is batting down passes. Um, we're tackling guys in the open field. We're, we're making everybody on the, on the opposite side of the field very uncomfortable, including the head coach and all the decision makers. And that is a, a key attribute of being in GEHA field at Arrowhead Stadium and I want to give all the love to the fans that that bring that kind of energy. I had some friends in town from for the Cowboys game, some friends and family in town for the Giants games. They had never experienced it. They had never been a part of it because we only play them once every 4 years and is no guarantee that once every 4 years we'll actually play them here at Arrowhead and they got on the plane the next day with their ears still ringing from those sounds and the noise of Arrowhead Stadium. It is real and is definitely appreciated by all the players uh, on the sideline, for sure. But it was real. And I think no matter if you're Denver Broncos and you're used to playing it, playing in that environment once a year and your coaches try to prepare you, it's not anything like when you get out on the field on a Sunday night and your prime time and you have to go against this team. And I thought they were as much a part of this win as probably some of the players. I think the special teams, and we'll talk about the Raiders and the recap of that game, but I thought the 
the most complete football game. Barbershop, I'd like to hear your uh, your perspective. But the most complete football game we played all season long was the Raider game, the first Raider game out in the desert when we beat them 41-14. to 14. All three phases stepped up, and we're, we, we've seen since then everybody get incrementally better. Special teams still making plays. Byron Pringle, I will say this, Byron Pringle's dislodging or pushing of the, the, the bracket into the punt returner and dislodging the ball, to me, that's the special teams player of the year because it's not happenstance. It is actually calculated, and I've been on that gun, and I've also been the bracket. And to have the presence of mind in full speed when two guys are trying to block you, to utilize your speed and your strength and your, your ball skills and the eye to see and timing to, as I got closer to the returner and I realized that he's not fair catching it and I realized that his bracket and his blockers are still dumb enough to still be blocking me even though the ball is within one or two yards of them, I can't hit the ball carrier, but I can push the defender into the ball carrier. Mm-hmm. That is calculated. That's not happenstance. So anybody that thinks on social media that that was just a lucky play, that is something that we're taught. That's something, as in barbershop, you spend a lot of time on special teams. That's something that we're taught. Push the, push the defender into the ball if he's blocking you. If he's dumb enough to still be blocking you when the ball's close to him, then push him into the ball, and then now all of a sudden you got a turnover. And Byron Pringle executed that to perfection, and I thought that was one of the great plays of the year. I agree with you about uh, Pringle um, showing up and showing out. and uh, But I want to talk about more so his, like his mindset because g- going into every game, Byron Pringle is a guy that going into this year, he's fighting to see if I'm going to be the number two or number three receiver. So he's he's trying to carve out a, 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 um, you know, a position for him to be a part of this offense. We already know. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tyreek Hill's going to get his. Kelsey's going to get his. Clyde Hilaire's going to get his in the backfield. So where are those extra balls going? Pringle wants to be like, hey, I'm that guy. Now he's also our kick returner. And so he's going, all right, I'm going to be the guy that no matter how deep in the end zone, I'm coming out like a gangbuster. I'm always going to get it beyond that 25-yard line. I want to be a threat in the special teams return game. And so he's not even one of our starting gunners. And so not being a starting gunner, and when uh, Chris Lemons, Lemons went down yeah. – and got hurt, and Coach Tobes looks around and says, hey, we need a gunner. Who's the guy that says, hey, I'm ready to go? Pringle. Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle. He has the desire to be, a, be to make a play. He always wants to be – he knows that you don't make any plays from the sideline. you got to be on the field, whether you're tired, whether you just now finished 
running uh, a nine, no matter what the conditions is, he wants that opportunity to show and give his best. And I can appreciate the the, the mindset mentality that young man had, even after some some rough starts in the first half. Yeah, and offensively, it's a it's a tough tough balance. I've been down that road before, and we're going to talk more about Byron Pringle because I really like his approach. I really li- I think he epitomizes what Andy Reid uh, wants in the star players and the other supporting players. But that's the end of the first quarter of players only. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about Byron Pringle. We got the text line that's open, 913-576-7610, the phone line, and in the third quarter like we do each and every week, we're gonna, that's the Times Yours segment. But when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this Chiefs team, specifically about those unsung heroes that are getting it done. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner at the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. And we're back, Players Only. Second quarter of the show, Sean Barber and I am Damon Hughes. And as we went into the break, I mentioned that tease that we were going to talk about the unsung heroes. And I think... You know, before we get to that, we always talk about each and every week. Our show is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. But if you haven't listened to this show in past weeks, we we had gone through midseason grades, giving positions grades. And I, but I think it's important now, amidst this five-game winning streak, that we talk about not just the grades of the positions, but we start to point out some unsung heroes that are getting the job done. Um, So, yeah, I think this is a great time to do that. Yeah, let me jump in right here because I think when we talk about unsung heroes, obviously, right, this is an offensive-driven league. Everybody knows, hey, when you score touchdowns, you're throwing touchdowns, you're running them, receiving them, you get all the credit. But some of the unsung heroes is always the dirty work being played by the defense. See, I knew you had to go there. Why you you could just because couldn't stay with the love on offense. You just you just had to try to what? sweep the offense under the rug and then tee it up for you to talk about defense. The word the, the definition of unsung heroes, you don't get all the credit. You you gotta look into the all twenty two. You gotta do some film study. So there ain't no it. offensive guys? Not on my list right now. <laughs> unsung heroes, I'm talking young linebackers. I'm talking about Willie Gay, I'm talking about Mr. Bolton. Those guys, Bolton, still doing an awesome job with tackles for loss, um, creating the impact when it comes to this running game. When that joker hits you, you stop. You're talking about somebody who uh, stops people dead in their tracks. That's what he does. He's a mauler. He's a bricklayer. Um, and then Willie Gay is getting his hands on so many balls. I thought he almost had his hands on a pick six on a slant Should his have last game. Yep. Um, I know he wanted it. Um, but that young man is having – he's being so um, energetic and excited about being on the field, making plays, going sideline to sideline. Big fourth down stop um, on that second fourth down of that long drive to turn the ball over. And he's just playing. He has so much energy and excitement. Um, but then also when we talk about unsung, I would be uh, remiss if I didn't talk about my man Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram, is, he's since day one got here with an attitude and an emphasis for knowing exactly what needs to be done with a defense um, he's brought a uh, man an attitude. He's brought an attitude. It don't matter the techniques. It don't matter the responsibilities. Line me up, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna take the guy in front of me, and I'm gonna deposit him somewhere in front of the quarterback. <laughs> I don't need to sack. I don't need to hurry. But you are gonna feel me. And he makes play after play, even on that drive. I mean, uh, there were some big downs inside our red zone where Melvin Ingram takes an inside rush move and is 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 so disruptive. Um, he's he's just a demolisher of your blocking scheme, and that's allowing those linebackers to really play downfield, uh, play downhill, and play at angles that allow them to be impactful. So I, I appreciate our young linebackers and then also Melvin Ingram. I would say this, and I, I don't know if it, I'm going out on a limb, and I'm kind of feeding into you, which is surprising, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead with it. If I had to vote for a defensive MVP right now, I'd say Melvin Ingram. Hmm. Because over the, he's only been with this team for four games, so it makes it kind of questionable. But you can, if you have watched down after down after down when number 24 is on the field, you will recognize his impact. And unfortunately, I know Barbershop, you got some stats. His stats are not eye-popping. He doesn't have a lot of tackles. I think he went into the game last week against the Broncos with just two or three tackles. Mm-hmm. He had eight pressures. Eight quarterback hurries, 
And he started the game based on the package that the Denver Broncos employed on offense. And he is just a disruptor. So I'm a feed into that on the linebacker side. I know there's some unsung heroes offensively that are getting the job done to me. Andrew Wiley getting called from the bullpen had a huge pancake block on Patrick Mahomes, 10 yard scamper for a touchdown. Uh, He pancaked Bradley Chubb on that play, like deposited him into the ground and did an outstanding job. Orlando Brown Jr., the first, I want to say, first eight to ten weeks, I might say ten weeks, he had 22 quarterback hurries on guys he was blocking. Since then, he's only had eight. I mean, he's done an outstanding job of kind of backing up what he preached when he first got signed. He was the one that was talking. You don't really see offensive linemen talk a lot of trash, especially when they just got get signed to a new team. But he came out and said, my job, I was brought here for, and then he had some stumbles early on. But he's kind of tightened up his game. Um, I, I, someone had told me earlier today that he was one of the lead vote-getters for, for a left tackle in Pro Bowl voting, which was surprising to me. But I also think that, you know what, when you get better during the season, you kind of get used to what your quarterback does. He went from blocking for Lamar Jackson to blocking for Patrick Mahomes, two guys that go about their job in excellent fashion, but in different ways. And he's excelled. Um, I think our guys in the middle, I can't even say that Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey are unsung just because they're rookies, because they've been doing damage in the middle of our offensive line. And Joe Tooney, because everybody focuses on Orlando Brown Jr. and the two rookies, Joe Tooney steadily does his job. He's like the Melvin Ingram of the offensive side of the football. Um, Those are the guys that are stepping up. Darrell Williams, again, a guy that kind of you feel like is always on the getting passed up. Mm-hmm. Right, he's always a guy. Whether it was Damian Williams, whether it's uh, you know Clyde Edwards-Helaire, uh, Jarek McKinnon, you know they brought in the Shady McCoy last year. It always seems like they were trying to find somebody that happened to be a little bit better. And then yet, when he gets his opportunities, he makes the most of them. He had a wheel route on the sideline that was a huge pass play. I think it was our biggest pass play of the day. Um, multiple times he, he ran the ball downhill full speed upon. You know, the snap, no no stutter steps or anything, just pounding through the uh, offensive line and defensive line. Uh, to me, he's one of the unsung heroes, not of just this year, but of the stretch of greatness that we've seen from the Kansas City Chiefs over the last three years. I, I just think there are guys out there that don't get the accolades. Everything's focused on Tyreek Hill, Travis, uh, Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and, you know, the bright, shiny coins. But there's some dull little <laughs> pennies in there, you know? I mean, you reach into your coin drawer or, you know, that coin basket in your car, and there's some, you know, those pennies are still, they're still valuable. Yeah, man. You know, just because there's some shiny ones in there, don't make, like, the dull ones aren't, aren't just as valuable. And, and those are the unsung heroes that I see on our team. Yeah, my dad always said, give me a million pennies over a $10 bill any day. So that's what I see. We got some $10 bills. We got some dimes. We got some diamonds in the rough, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. the value is the value is what it is. And when you when you said uh, um, D. Williams, I have an image of uh, there was an inside trap play where he snuck up and got right behind Trey Smith. And they just grounded it out for an extra five or uh-huh. six yards. The Broncos, they were trying to pull him down. They couldn't. He just got right in his in the in the in the, in the crack of his back and just kept pumping his legs. <laughs> and, 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 and Trey Williams didn't care. Yeah. He just kept punching whoever was in front of him. He pancaked somebody. They went to the next guy. Man, and that image right there of a of a running back trusting this guy in front of him, and the guy in front of him, like, man, like you just follow me. I'm gonna take you to the promised land. That that's the kind of uh 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 um, um, the play, the really um, yep. the relationship, the pre- yes, play, the yes. trust, all of that um, comes out in a lot of the um, offensive grinding plays as we get that downhill running game going. Man, I love to see that kind of football. All right, we are done with second quarter. We got the text line open nine one three five seven six seven six ten. I see from the nine one three number twenty four. Melvin Ingram is our two thousand twenty ones Terrell Suggs. I like that. I think that was that infusion of energy that we had from Terrell Suggs catapulted us to a Super Bowl win against the Niners a couple of years ago. And I, I kind of believe that twenty four is definitely producing more on the field, but that infusion of energy is there. When we come back, the time is yours. Call us, 
Text us. We're going to tackle as many as we can get to. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. All right, we're back. Halftime's over. Players Only back in effect. Barbershop to my left. I am Danon Hughes, and this is, I believe, my favorite segment each week. It is the Time's Your segment. And we get an opportunity to hear from our fans, from the Chiefs fans, from the steady listeners each and every week. And first, we're going to go to the phone line. We got Bill from north of the river. Bill, what's going on? Mr. Hughes and Mr. Barber. It's not working. Are you there? Yeah, Yeah, we here, Bill. Great. I tried to call in last week. And this is probably silly, but I wanted to hear your thoughts about this. And it goes to the idea of, is Patrick Mahomes' snap cadence predictable? Um, it seems like it, it is always blue 80, was it? You know, and, he, and, he, and, and it's with the same timing and the same repetition. And I can recognize what's happening when I'm in the kitchen, you know, listening to the game. And then, uh, you know, to try to prove this up, I watched a YouTube video of his 2020 through 2021 highlights, and the majority of the snaps that I see in his highlights always have that same cadence. And if I'm recognizing the repetition, I'm sure maybe smarter football people are recognizing it too. That's a good idea, Bill. Well, this is what I would suggest. Get a football and put it on the ground, and when the game is going on and you think that you got the, the cadence, That's you got to figure it out, just try to take one step. Just right when you think the ball is being hiked, take one step and look up at the screen and see if the play is going. But you got to take account for the times you go offsides too. <laughs> yes. All right? So when you take that step and look up and he still got the, you know. That's five yards. That's five yards. So <laughs> you got to call us next week and, and let us know how many I mean, yardage did you get penalized <laughs> in the uh, Raiders game when you tried to um, guess and yeah. see. Um, if you try you get- to simulate the snap. I will say this. Most of the quarterbacks in this league, and I'll even go back to when it worked against us. I appreciate the call, Bill. Uh, you go back to the Chargers game earlier this season. They were the one team that seemed to catch us off guard offensively. So Justin Herbert, if you remember that game, got up to the line of scrimmage, quickly snapped the ball on multiple occasions, caught us off guard. They scored a touchdown to Mike Williams. Um, They just controlled the tempo of the game by not allowing us our substitution, confusing us with the now substitution because they got to the line of scrimmage quickly, et cetera. For the most part, if you watch every single game throughout the NFL, very rarely do you see a quarterback snap the ball under eight sec. I mean, outside of eight seconds left on a play clock. Usually they'll allow that clock to get inside 10 before they snap the ball. So all of the cadence that you hear prior to that, when they're at the line of scrimmage at, 17, 18, 20 seconds left in the play clock. They're just waiting to see if the defense is going to tell them by their movements, adjustments, et cetera, that they're going to show, show what they're going to do. Blitz, show their, their, their uh, coverages, et cetera. If they're going to come out of something. So you'll see Patrick Mahomes, when he breaks the huddle, it'll be 17 seconds left on the clock, and he'll get up to the line of scrimmage. He might move a guy in motion or shift them, and he'll give that same blue 80, blue 80, said hut, hut, and then he'll reset everything. And then once it gets inside about eight seconds, you can expect whether he's going to go hard count and then do another hard count to try to draw him off sides, which he's outside of Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes is just as good as anybody at getting guys to jump off sides and getting free plays. We had one this last week against the Denver Broncos. But I, I like Barbershop's assertion and test it. Put the ball down in your living room, stand over it, and you jump when you think he's going to snap the ball and then call us back next week and let us know. Uh, actually, next week we won't be on the air because we got a Thursday night game. But call us the week after that and let us know how many times you were on time and how many times you were offsides. But we appreciate the call, Bill. That's a great call. I like that. I like when I like when the fans are, you know, 
diagnosing, you know, di- di- you know, they're diagnosing things about the game and, and they can they feel comfortable enough to call into shows or, or to talk openly about that stuff. Yeah. I think that's that's the way we sharpen each other. So if we look at the text line nine one three, it was like Barbara, do you want us to believe that the offense didn't showcase what they were uh, capable of because the defense had locked uh, Look phenomenal. phenomenal. He's he said, not buying it. He ain't buying it. The offense has it's issues. Well, I said, you know what? Offense is like any family. Every family got some issues. <laughs> I got I got things, no matter what it looks like on the outside, if you ask me, hey, my kids are perfect. My wife is beautiful. Everything is just all milk and honey. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but then inside that house, sometimes it's going down like a war zone. <laughs> You know what I mean? Got kids waking up in the- We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Middle of the night talking about they're going to get some milk and cookies. <laughs> they're going to fix a bowl of cereal, and I'm coming down there, and the kitchen's a mess. Yeah, I, I'm waking up not happy. I'm not a happy camper. But then by the time we get to school, I'm wishing all of them a happy day. Have a great day. Be blessed. <laughs> Encourage other people. Be nice. So you can't, you can't, you just can't let things overflow and, and let, and let sometimes let your emotions show at the improper time. I believe our offense, because I said the one thing that I, I do believe when you look at the stats, our offense is number one in first downs. Every time offensively, I know, Dana, when you get on the field, the first thing you say is, hey, we got to get a first down. Yep. Right. And then once we get a first down, hey, well, one more first down. If we get one or two first downs in a row, now we're almost guaranteed to be across the 50, and now we're talking about getting into field goal range or getting in the red zone, and now it's talking about, hey, let's get a touchdown, but not at the cost of giving up these points. We already got three. Let's try to get seven. That's the mentality every time you get the possession. And so the fact that our, our offense has been able to work out so many first downs, I know what they're doing is working. It's just when that penalty happens, mm-hmm. that holding call, that – Man, we ain't. I don't know if we should even talk about this offensive pass interference was called against Kelsey this game. That, that was ridiculous. Dana, come on. He didn't on. even see the guy. He, he was running blindsided. <laughs> blindsided. They blindsided each other. It should have been incidental. I talked about it on the broadcast with Mitch. I think Mitch doesn't like when I kind of hammer oh the refs. Goodness. But that, that, was was a, that was an unbelievable call. It, it, but it, it took away all the momentum. Yeah. We was about to be up 14. I mean, man, we drove down the first drive. We got the ball back about to drive again. And on that big play... Uh, offensive pass interference on Kelsey who gets blindsided, and he was al- he was already a little bit chippy because their defensive uh, guys were pulling at his helmet as they yeah. got up, punching him in the back of the head a little bit. So there was some dirty stuff going on at the field that I think the refs didn't see at, the, at that moment. But for a guy to come, I mean, it just ticked him off. And so I think that kind of threw him out of his uh, got, his got him on, yeah, got him yeah. out of his rhythm a little bit. He started looking around like, okay, suckers, y'all want y'all want some of this? I'm, I'm about to <laughs> I'm about to give y'all a lot of this. <laughs> Um, so it might it might have got him a little bit charged up yeah. and stuff a little bit um, before he was ready to be charged up. But I- anyway, man, like like certain things like that, I think you can't account for that. You can yeah. that, that, that you, those things, those kind of penalties, um, a holding penalty here and there, and then a drop ball. When you add all those things together, if you can just not get those things um, going against you, um, and like I said, that at, with the amount of first downs we're getting each game, I just think this offense is just a matter of. Um, avoiding some of those mistakes, and you'll see them that 30 points, 40 points on that scoreboard before you know it. And I'm not a big stat guy. I know most players that play the game don't really believe in a whole bunch of the stats, but there are some opportunities and times where the stats don't lie. And to kind of follow up on that comment about the offense having issues, I think I mentioned it earlier, we've been spoiled. We were used to this 30-plus point-per-game offense and now we're not getting it. But guess what we are getting? We're getting a 25.3 points per game, 13th in the NFL, third in the NFL in yards per game, first in the NFL in third down percentage. But we are second to last in giveaways. So the balls that are getting tipped, the, the turnovers that we had earlier in the season, there was a time before, I want to say it was right before the Raider game or maybe right before the Giant game, we were minus 12 or minus 14 in giveaway mm-hmm. takeaway, and now we're minus five. So 
we have significantly flipped the script on the giveaway takeaway to the point where we are inside basically five uh, of being in the plus side. Mm -hmm. So if you want to say issues are we're not scoring 30-something points a game, okay, that could be your reason. But if you look at these stats and you believe to some extent stats are real, you know, we're sitting pretty good. Yeah, and we, we haven't played our best football. And I think that's where the encouragement needs to come from, is that although we haven't played our best football, when other teams have probably peaked, like the Raiders, like the Chargers, like other teams, we have played football to the point of we're winning five straight games and we're significantly better than we were six weeks ago. I think, I mean, when you talk about convincing wins, to me, it's not about um, scoring 45 points against the Jets. It's not about... Um, 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 you know, um, holding the Texans to zero points on defense. Like those things, I mean, because those are not good teams, that's what you're expected to do. And so when you talk about these defensive rankings and stuff like that, you want to talk about the Patriots, they get to play the Jets twice. They get to play the Miami Dolphins twice. I mean, the out-of-conference games they have, I mean, when you get that those type of games on your record, you take any team and, and play the, the schedule we have played this year, and you tell me you can come away still having a, uh, you know, middle of the pack even defense, yeah. a middle of the pack even offense. I mean, we played against some really solid teams, and they all have us circled on their calendar already because they know if we don't go out there and play the Chiefs with everything we got, they're gonna blow us out. So just a, just a, just a just a survival technique is that when you come to Kansas City or Kansas City is coming to you, you gonna you gonna get everybody's best shot. There ain't no tomorrow, ain't no next week. That's the, that's the biggest show, the biggest game on their calendar is a, a playing the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think we're getting everybody's best shot and so forth. And, and we've we, we done, we done well with it to be at this point in the season, be number one in the AFC West, um, um, in control of our own destiny. Yep. And with these next two games coming up within uh, however many days, um, and then guess what? After that Thursday night game, we get a long break before finishing off the season. And Andy Reid is great after breaks. Yeah, buddy. I will pay, I will piggyback on that last comment in regards to, um, you know, this offense and what they're doing, let's remember that we're still not playing. Like I said, we're still not playing our best football, and there are other teams that are. And if you you talked about matching other teams up with our record, every team that we've struggled against and lost are atop of their particular division. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the landscape, whether it's the Titans, whether it's the Chargers, whether it's the Ravens. I mean, you look throughout all of our losses and those Buffalo Bills, they are first or second in every division. And like you said, they and I would say this, look at those teams that beat us mm -hmm. and see how they played the week before and the week after yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you, like Barbershop said, that they circle us and there might be more focus if they – if they kind of sputtered before us or after us, that kind of tells you that maybe their focus was on us. When we come back, the fourth quarter, we got a Raiders matchup. No more smiles. It's hated Raider week. We're going to talk more about that next. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. All right, we're back. The fourth quarter of the show, delivery. players only. Oh, you going? You going? Mm. You going to mm. get some bars? You going to shoot? You got bars? Mm. No, I ain't got no bars. <laughs> I got mad skills on the mic, though. I you tell got, you that. How, you, how you got mad skills on the mic, but you ain't got no bars? Because mad skills is from my hometown. The oh. rapper mad skills. See, never heard of them. Yeah, oh, but I will say this: players only. Fourth quarter. We will be off next week because of the Thursday night game. We'll be back the following week, which will be Christmas week. And each and every week we're brought to you by our friends at U.S. Bank, whatever your passion. U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. I feel like we got off on a tangent on that first text, so we really didn't get a chance to tackle. the other. I, I wasn't even a text. I guess it was the call. So uh, before we start tackling this Raider matchup, I want to try to tackle some of these text messages. Uh, we got from the 816, I want to see Andy Reid run the ball more than pass. We can't be like Buffalo and only depend on the pass, I believe, because they have. Okay, so I will say this. Andy Reid has forever been, and you played for him in Philly? Yes. 
and we've been around him here in Kansas City. Whether we like it or not, he is pass to run. Always has been, always will be. He passes the ball to run the ball. There are often times where passes are called that are just extended run plays, bubble screens, screens in the backfield, uh, sho- you know, uh, shovel plays. All of those are extended run plays. They, st- they show up in stats as passes, but they are like runs. That's what he does. So we can like it. We should like it. An AFC championship, two consecutive Super Bowl right. appearances, or we can kind of buck it and, and basically say we need to do like everybody else has done in NFL history and run the ball. I ain't That's never, just not the DNA. At the end of the day, I'm never going to ask a, a lion to lose his Roar. I'm not going to ask a tiger to lose his stripes. I'm going to ask guys to be um, authentic. I saw you pause on that just to make sure you didn't say lion. lion (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, You got to be who you are. And Andy's been really true to himself as far as his personality and allowing guys to show their personality. Uh, If he's a pass first guy and the pass sets up the run and that's what he feels comfortable and that's the way he wants to win ball games, then, you know, God bless him. I say we pass the ball to set up the run. Yeah. I don't care how many times we got to do it. Uh, I rather, I rather, uh, uh, yeah, man. I just want to roll with Andy, man. When it comes down to calling to his way, let's get it done. Because uh, I, I mean, he's proven it. Yeah, right? he's proven. He's proven it. When in doubt, give the benefit to Andy Reid and Brett Veach. They yes. haven't. They haven't done us wrong yet. All right, from the nine one three barbershop. Why were you so easy on Carrington today? <laughs> you got to pick up the fire, man. Listen, people, you just feeling like. After you know, the holiday spirit or yeah, something? After, listen, Thanksgiving, right? After Thanksgiving, it puts me in the mindset of being thankful. I'm just thankful about being here. I'm blessed. I'm a healthy family. Um, you know, obviously the good, nice career. I've been able to talk to Chiefs. Our team is doing well. Top of the AFC. We done won five straight. And people want me coming here and Rafiki. I, you don't know how many times this text line has said, I can't wait for you to Rafiki. <laughs> and, and, hit, and hit, yeah, hit Karen upside the head because he's talking nonsense. Listen. Just like Andy going to pass the run, C-Doc going to come in every day on the drive and talk some crazy Raider-loving, Patriot-loving. Uh, you know, Chargers. We, we call him Charger Dot now instead of C-Dot. C is for Charger. Um, you know, he's always going to showcase all these other teams that are doing something that the Chiefs aren't, and the Chiefs need to start doing this a different way. He's going to look into this Pandora's box that he called a computer screen to pull up some stats, play some audio of Mitch talking about the – uh, if you had to use one word to describe the Chiefs' offense, what word would it be? And Mitch said disappointing. Oh, Barbara, you said disappointing. Like, and he asked me what my word going to be. Hey, 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 Dana, if you had to use one word to describe this offense, what would it be? <laughs> um, one word? One Dang, word. you caught me off guard. Oh, my bad. Uh, well, I'll tell you the word I used. Right? Growing. Growing. I like that. So yeah. I said I was positive. I was thankful. I, was, I felt like we're blessed to have, yep. to have so many weapons that we're not – looking to try to bring people in to solve our problems. True. Like, we, we already know we got great athletes at different positions. How are these great athletes going to do against the Raiders? We got to utilize them. i tell you one thing. They don't have – the Raiders got a uh, – they got a long list, and it's a laundry list of injuries. Ain't going to be no um, uh, victory laps. No, ain't no that, – that's the one thing that ain't happening. But that's a certain priority. But they, they got four linebackers that are not practicing um, – their running back Drake got put on IR, so all they got is Jacobs in the backfield. Uh, two of their defensive linemen are questionable because they didn't practice. I mean, the, the, whatever the Raiders have done to get to this point of the season and be uh, not a losing ball team, it's caught the, the, the game of attrition is caught, caught up, up with them. them. Yep. And they have a lot of guys who are just not being able to play and practice and stuff. So uh, I believe this early and often we got to come and give them, like just punch them in the mouth. We got to make it a physical, aggressive game right out the shoot. Don't let them get comfortable. We know they want Deshaun Jackson deep. Mm-hmm. If, if Hunter Wallace, Renfro short. Hunter Renfro. If Wallace 10, playing. He had 10 ta- targets last week, nine catches. So Hunter Renfro has become the favorite of Derek Carr. So we got to recognize that. Yeah, and if I know a guy is questionable during the week and he got ankle and leg problems, the first thing I'm going to do is jam him. Yeah. Like if I know, you know, Waller, Darren Waller's coming off of, uh, you know, hey, we, we, he's, he's day-to-day. Yep. Oh, my goodness. A- every snap, that first 10 snaps, he's getting jammed, thrown around, ragdoll. Because I want to make sure that you know – it's going to be like that all day. So you got a chance to uh, yep. uh, shut it down. And there's a difference down. between injuring somebody and hurting somebody. Football is a game of inflicting some pain to discourage guys from doing what they do best. 
and that would be taking advantage of guys that have some of those injuries. I believe the Chiefs are a better team. I'm going to go back to a comment that Marty Scheinheimer used to drill in us. You win at home, win in your division, and beat the teams you're supposed to beat. I believe we got the trifecta this week. We already showed that we can beat in a hostile environment. Uh, the Raiders, why not now? Uh, the, these players remember the victory laps. I'm sure there's somebody speaking to them uh, in the locker room about that and not to get embarrassed on their field again. So I feel like the second game in 12 days will be a victory for the Chiefs. The Chiefs will win. The fans will be rabid. We expect everybody to show up 12 noon game. And we'll be there as well. We appreciate in Julio's absence. We thank thanks Barbershop for being here. We'll be off next week. Players I'm, back, only. I'm back on my fantasy. I'm back on my fantasy. Lineup. Back on his fantasy. He does not work well with others. <laughs> we'll talk to you in two weeks. Players only out. This is Players Only with Danon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's better after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.